Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle. I am so excited that you are joining me this week. So if you are a native Nashvilleian or a local to the Nashville area, We are so blessed in Nashville to have Radnor Lake in the middle of our city. If you aren't familiar with Radnor Lake, it's in the southern part of Nashville um, near I-65 and Franklin Road. I am extra blessed because this beautiful state park is within five minutes of my house. Walking around Radnor Lake is one of my happy places. I love to go and experience nature. Um, It's a time for me to enjoy God's beautiful creation. It's a time to pray and reconnect with myself. There's something about being out um, outside in nature. There's always wildlife. There are turkeys and deer, and now they have eagles. And it's just a beautiful, very calming, peaceful place to be. I love the quiet, and I love hearing the sound of nature all around me. Recently, I was there, and I was hiking up Gaynor Ridge, which is a one-and-a-half-mile path, and you climb to the top of this hill, and it's, it's a pretty strenuous hike. As I was climbing up, I was thinking about the recent gospel about the Transfiguration. I was thinking about Peter, James, and John following Jesus up the side of the mountain. And as I was climbing, my legs were burning. Um, I was out of breath. And I was wondered if they were like me as they followed Jesus up the side of the mountain to the transfiguration. Were their legs burning like mine? I wonder if maybe they had to pause for a minute to catch their breath. I wondered if they had thoughts like, are we ever going to get there? Where's the top? Or this is really hard. Why is Jesus taking us up this side of the mountain? And so as I would look up to where I was going, at times it seemed like I was never going to get there. But what I started doing was looking behind me and seeing how far I'd come seeing all of the steps that I'd taken to get to the point where I was. And maybe it was three quarters of the way up. Maybe it was just half of the way up. But I could see that progress. And the climb to the top of the mountain or the hill in front of you 
always includes discomfort and quite possibly discouragement. So we're going to talk about discouragement today. And maybe as you think about what I'm saying, the hill in front of you is not like a physical hill for you to climb, but it's a struggle. It's some sort of trial that you are going through right now in your life. And as I was climbing that day, I was thinking that being a follower of Jesus isn't always easy. Trusting in Him and His goodness in times of suffering, uncertainty, or in the face of fear can often be really difficult. Making the climb out of the valley is never fun. But my friends, the climb is part of the journey. In fact, climbing, moving forward, is the most important part of the journey. We often think that once we reach the destination, once we get there, that life will be so much better. And you know what? In the example of the transfiguration, life was better. Life was perfect. And as you climb out of the valley and you're scaling the side of whichever mountain you are facing right now, the top will be amazing because it's through the trials and the struggles that you learn to appreciate those mountaintop moments. Now, we've probably all had mountaintop moments in our lives, those moments when everything came together, when we could feel the presence of Christ, where there was no doubt in our heart that God was active in our lives, that, and He was giving us this beautiful reward. And so those mountaintop moments are amazing, but they can't last forever right? So getting there, we get to experience them. But being there is not better than the climb. Because even though things might be difficult, there are so many uncertainties, there might be pain, that is part of your life's journey as well. As much as we would like to live on the mountain in those moments like Peter, James, and John experienced in the transfiguration, It just wouldn't be practical because your life and my life is full of ups and downs. So in order to appreciate the mountaintop moments, you also have to have periods of your life where you're stuck in the valley or you're slowly and painfully climbing up the side of the mountain. The pains, struggles, challenges, and suffering in the valley and along the climb are what allow you to experience the transfiguration. Those feelings allow you to be grateful for those moments when you reach the top and you have clarity, peace, and joy in your heart. So you may have heard me say this before. We live in a world that tells us that life should always be happy, that things should always go right, that we should never suffer. We should have this instant um, gratification. We should always be satisfied. But that's not the truth. Life is 50-50. You're going to have lots of joy, lots of um, happiness. You're going to have lots of gratitude. But for you to have those things and appreciate the times in your life when you're on the mountaintop, when things are going well, when you are aware of your abundant blessings, you also have to have experienced pain 
and suffering and disappointment and discouragement. Because without those, you wouldn't appreciate the good times. So one of the things as you're making the climb out of the valley into um, or up to the mountaintop, one of the things you might experience is discouragement. Can you think of a time in your life where you have felt discouraged? Where you have had a loss of confidence? Maybe you're not excited. Your enthusiasm has faded. Maybe it's a time when you feel like you're doing all the right things, but there's little or no results. All right, there's that feeling of discouragement. Maybe it's in your career. Maybe it's in your health goals. I know for me, there's been so much discouragement in trying to get healthy and trying to lose weight. Maybe you feel discouragement in a relationship, in your marriage, or in a relationship um, with your children. Whatever it is, think about that discouragement and how it felt. For me, discouragement feels like this heavy weight. It feels like I'm stuck and unsure of how to move forward. So here's what I want to tell you, my friends. Discouragement is a lie from Satan. Because most of the time behind discouragement, you will have fear, disbelief, There will be self-pity. There will be self-condemnation where you're beating yourself up. Maybe there's regret. You'll have fatigue, like this exhaustion and frustration. All right? So all of those feelings, Satan can go before you and set traps so that you feel discouraged. And because... It's a lie. You feel bad about yourself. You beat yourself up. You compare yourself to others. You tell yourself you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. Discouragement can hinder your progress. It can keep you stuck. Instead of looking for solutions or other alternatives, you stay stuck. It stops you from being successful. It stops you from pursuing that goal that you have in your heart. In Deuteronomy, we read that God promises never to abandon us, that he walks with us during our times of discouragement. So all of those times that you felt discouraged in your work, in your health, in your relationships, it's easy to think that you're alone that God doesn't come into those places of discouragement, but he does. In Hebrews, we read, God also extends comfort and mercy to us when we come to the throne of grace in our times of need. When we recognize that he's there, when we turn our focus away from ourselves and our discouragement, and we look to him for answers, when we look to him for comfort and strength, he will never abandon us. All right, so why do you feel discouraged? It can be a trap that the enemy sets up for you, but discouragement comes from thoughts that you are thinking. 
You are thinking thoughts that create that feeling of discouragement. And when you are climbing a mountain, when you're moving out of a valley, when you are um, trying to reach a goal, it's often easy to think that your progress should go in a straight line, that you should go from your starting point, which is point A, to point B, which is reaching your goal, and it should be in a straight line that progress should move um, straight up without any struggles or difficulty. But that's the lie that Satan wants us to believe. Because as you are moving towards a goal, you can make progress over time with ups and downs. You're going to move forward, but then maybe you move a step back. You might take three steps forward and two steps back. You might take 10 steps forward and three steps back, but you're still moving. You're still making progress up the side of the mountain. You're still making progress towards your goal. Here's one of the keys to remember about discouragement. Growth and change always includes discomfort. We often think that if we feel uncomfortable, if our life doesn't feel good, that something's wrong. Or if you feel discouraged that you're not making progress or you're not moving towards your goal, this is not true because growth and change always include discomfort. Now, as we talked about it, Sometimes you move five steps forward and three steps back, or 10 steps forward and four steps back. The way to keep moving forward without beating yourself up, without throwing in the towel, is to think about when you take a step back, maybe when your progress dips, what do you make it mean? What do you make it mean about you moving forward? Now, as I was climbing Gainer Ridge that day at Radnor Lake, I had to stop. I had to stop a couple of times and catch my breath before I could move forward. I could have very easily thought, I'm out of shape. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't have to stop. Other people aren't stopping, right? I could have beat myself up with those kinds of thoughts. Instead, when I had to stop, I told myself, I just need to catch my breath. And it was when I stopped to catch my breath, I would look behind me to see how far I've come. Instead of looking ahead at the side of the hill that I still had to climb, I looked behind me at how far I'd come, at how many steps I'd taken. And that was what gave me the strength. That's what gave me the motivation to take a couple of deep breaths, and to keep climbing. So you have to allow those times of discouragement. You have to allow the discomfort as you're making your climb. All right, so let's talk about when you feel discouraged, what do you do with discouragement? Well, the first thing is that you have an awareness you learn to recognize discouragement. You learn to recognize 
when that feeling comes up, how it feels in your body. Do you feel it in your shoulders? Do you feel it in your stomach? Where do you experience discouragement? And then in that discouragement, the second step is to ask God to reveal the roots of the discouragement. What is the lie that the enemy is trying to tell you? What are the beliefs that create the discouragement or the thoughts? And then as God begins to reveal it to you, as you see these patterns in your life, you see um, the things that you're believing that aren't true, then you ask God to come in and heal those thoughts, those beliefs that you have. Ask God to come in once he reveals them to heal them and to allow you to let go of them and not only let go of them, but replace them with the truth that God never abandons you, that when you turn to God, he's always going to provide help or assistance. All right, number three, when you're feeling discouragement, reflect on your journey. Look for those small victories. We often think that we have to take giant steps towards our goal, that we can't make any mistakes along the way, that we can't stop and catch our breath. And any time that there's an obstacle or maybe we veer off the path, we tend to think that we're a failure, that things aren't going right. So as you are moving towards a goal, as you are climbing to the top of the mountain with which whatever you're struggling with, reflect on your journey. Look for those small victories. Look behind and instead of seeing only the things that are going wrong, allow yourself to see the times that you moved forward that you overcame obstacles, those times that you turned to God for strength, that you went to prayer, all of those small victories that we tend to overlook, reflect on your journey, find those victories, allow them to motivate you and help you continue up the side of that mountain. Number four, remember your why. Remember why you're climbing to the mountaintop. Remember why you're moving out of the valley. Sometimes you may want to move away from the pain or the difficult situation that you're in. Maybe you're moving towards a goal. Maybe you're trying to reconnect with Christ. Think about your why. My why as I climbed Gainer Ridge that day was that I'm going to Medjugorje in April and I want to be physically fit so I can climb Cross Mountain and I can climb Apparition Hill without a struggle. I want to be fit so that I'm focusing on my prayer life and aware of what's around me instead of struggling to make those climbs. That was my why. So think about your why. When you feel discouraged, when you're moving towards a goal, what is your why? And a lot of times remembering that why, thinking about that why, reflecting on that why, what will your life look like when you reach that goal? That's enough to move you forward. 
that's enough to keep you moving, even if your legs are burning, even if you're out of breath, and even when things are still difficult. And then number five, when you feel that discouragement, what is your next best step towards your goal? What can you goal, what can you do to keep moving up? And what is the next best step? It's not throwing in the towel. It's not stopping where you are. Imagine if James and Peter and John had said, you know what, this is really too hard. It's too hard to follow Jesus. I don't know why we're climbing this tall mountain. We're just going to go back. We're going to go back where it's safe, where it's comfortable. But they kept following Jesus, not only up the mountaintop, but they kept following him. They gave up everything to become a follower of Jesus. And so sometimes as you're climbing out of that valley, you're moving up the side of the the hill or the mountain or towards your goal, you have to let go of things. You have to let go of the things that are weighing you down. And often it's letting go of those lies that the enemy's telling you. It's letting go of those false beliefs. It's letting go of those habits or those thoughts that you've had for a very long time. And as you let go of them, you're able to make progress. You're able to move forward. So taking the next best step, it's not quitting. It's not throwing in the towel. Maybe it's just telling yourself, I'm going to walk for three minutes. I'm going to climb for three more minutes and then take another breath. Or when I get to a certain point, I'm going to stop for a minute and sit down. So whatever you're encountering as you make your climb, what is the next best step? Is it more prayer? Is it talking to a friend that will help motivate you? Or is it simply like putting your head down and doing the hard work, allowing the discomfort, allowing the pain to be there as you continue to move forward? So here are a couple of questions that you can ask yourself as you're moving towards the mountaintop. What have you made the struggles on the climb mean about you and your ability to reach your goal? What could you make the struggles mean instead? So when you accept the fact that there are always struggles in life, that there are always going to be obstacles that you over, have to overcome, there are always going to be trials and difficulties, then you can embrace them. It doesn't mean anything has gone wrong in your life. It simply means that you have an opportunity to use your faith, to use your strength, and to be courageous in moving forward. And we all know from the story of the transfiguration what an amazing experience that the disciples had once they reached the top. And you probably know from your own experience when you've had those mountaintop moments, when you've experienced miracles or your loved ones have experienced miracles, or you've seen the hand of God at work, you know the feeling of those mountaintop moments. And that feeling is so much greater and feels so much better than that feeling of discouragement. 
And so you often have to remind yourself of that. Climbing to the top, even if it's short-lived, even if it doesn't last forever, that feeling is so worth it. And as I climbed that day at Radnor Lake and got to the top, it's such an amazing feeling to look back and to see how far I'd come, the distance that I had um, climbed up the side of the mountain. So think about that as you climb your mountain. Remember what's waiting for you at the top. Remember a God who's going to be there with you on the climb and who will show up in amazing ways at the top. All right, friends, let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for the moments of trials and difficulties and suffering because, Lord, that's when you get to show off. That's when you get to show up and show each one of us how much you love us. Lord, we ask all of those women who are feeling discouraged in whichever area of life, we ask that you help them climb out of the valley of discouragement, that you reveal the lies of the enemy so that they can be replaced with your truth, your love, and your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is musicbyshawn, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.